0: You're listening to the Unstoppable E-Commerce Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Parkinson, and I'm here to help you sell more on your online store. Before we begin, I would love to pay respect and acknowledgement to the Palawa people of Lutruwita, who are the traditional owners of the land on which Unstoppable E-Commerce operates, and pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Today, I am so excited to be joined by Anita Saka, one of the founders of Hero Packaging. These guys are an amazing e-commerce store in their own right, but have also revolutionized the packing industry to create home compostable packaging options for e-commerce brands. So this is just a highlight for me today because I've loved the brand for so long, but not only are we diving into their product and how it came to be, we're also diving into Anita's e-commerce business and her family. We're going from everything to how challenges come out of her bum to how she's the snack bitch for her kids. She's shared so openly and honestly with me today, and I really hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. donita thank you so much for joining me today i'm so excited thank you for having me we've uh, loved your product for a really long time here at unstoppable um so you're most famous for your compostable mailing bags home compostable so tell us how did they even come to be they came to be because, in my previous business, I was
1: shipping everything in plastic i you know, I I mean, we did, it's what all small business owners do. It's like, we don't really think about stuff sometimes. All we know is that we want to sell a product. And so when we sell it, it just is so exciting to us. We just keep doing what we're doing. We don't think about it consciously. And there was this one day and I was just kind of looking around and it was plastic everywhere. And we were waiting for the postman and inside the bags were like all plastic too, because it was bubble wrap, but then also taped up was plastic. They also, I also used express post tape, which is plastic, everything uh, around it yeah. was plastic. And so it was kind of that moment where I was thinking there's something not right here. And I kind of felt a little bit sick because I knew that all of this long lasting stuff was going to be thrown away
0: yeah,
1: immediately after opening it. And so I thought I could potentially create something that is different. Um, and that was just the idea. It was just like, I didn't even know what it was going to be. It was just a seed planted at that point. And then I went home and I remember thinking, I'm gonna tell my husband that I'm gonna come up with this amazing solution to this problem. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything like I couldn't. I went online and i I t- I was typing in things like things similar to plastic that are not plastic. Um, <laughs> and I couldn't find things. And then I came across this compostable word which really wasn't something that I knew much about and so I started to google that a little bit more and realized that there could be some functionality here where I could maybe create something that was was feeling like plastic but wasn't plastic and it could be compostable and that's kind of where it started.
0: And thank you for actually going further and making that happen because I feel like so many of us get these amazing ideas sometimes and it all just seems too big and too hard and there's only the special few that actually go through and do it. So you've changed a whole industry, which is amazing.
1: Thank you. That's really nice for you to say that. I think it's really funny that you say that because I think as business owners, we are thinking about business ideas basically 900 times a day. And so I'll go home and tell my husband about 900 ideas for businesses. (laughs) And there'll be some times where he's like, oh, that sounds nice. Oh, that sounds nice. But this one time he said to me, that sounds like a really good idea. Let's just try it. And I was like, oh, my God, he loves the idea. Let's just go do it.
0: I am the same. My husband and I are always coming up with these ideas. Yeah. And I remember this one time I'm like, there's got to be a better way to pay for stuff online. Like you can lay by stuff in person. Surely there could be like a digital lay by where you pay stuff off. Oh. We even like came up with this name, like DigiBuy, which looking back was such a bad name. And then we're like, it's all too hard. I don't know how to do it. And then 12 months later Afterpay came out and I was like, Damn, that was a good idea.
1: (laughs) I know. It's like when you sit on something and you see someone else doing it. It's that's the worst feeling in the world. You know,
0: I must say there was a little cringe moment when they sold for over a billion, you know. (laughs) I was just like, maybe next time I have a good idea, I should follow through. I think maybe your
1: ideas are pretty good. Like you should follow through on more of them.
0: So tell us about this bag. You've created something to replace our single use plastic mailers, but how do they work exactly?
1: So they work by being home compostable rather than sitting anywhere for 400 years and not doing anything. I think the way it it technically works is that a business owner will come to our site and they'll buy packaging and then they will send it off, they'll package up their orders and then send it off to customers. And that end customer ideally takes off any labels, tapes, cuts up the hero pack and then puts it into their home compost bin. Um, And then the Hero Pack essentially acts as brown materials in a compost bin along with food waste and things like this, and it turns into fertiliser over a period of three to four
0: months. So 400 years down to three to four months. That
1: correct, sounds pretty correct.
0: Good. <laughs> and it's
1: also just this whole idea of the circularity or the circular economy where it's like what you take from the land you put back into the land as opposed to plastic and I actually heard a really good someone say this really well the other day and I'm not going to say it perfectly but they said the longest lasting material is used for the shortest possible use. So I thought that was really interesting with plastic when it was like made for bags and plastic shopping bags and then mailing bags. We use it for the shortest amount of time, Mm. but it's actually the material that lasts the longest, which is just crazy. single use coffee
0: cups, all of that, you know, correct. You use it for a few minutes
1: and then it's gone. Exactly. And like plastic water bottles, you know, you're paying for the bottle and not the water.
0: So true. So there's a lot of greenwashing going around, right? Everyone wants to jump on this eco-friendly bandwagon, if you like. And I think, don't get me wrong, it's amazing the companies like yours that are doing great things and that are really helping the environment. But then there's these other companies that just put something in brown paper or stick a green label on it and pretend that it's helping the environment where maybe it's not at all. So one of the terms thrown around a lot is biodegradable. So what's the difference between your bags being home compostable and something that's biodegradable? So
1: think about it like this. Uh, And first of all, that's a really good question because so many businesses, I would just want to say that a lot of businesses that we see, they want to do the right thing. I don't actually think small businesses are out there trying to do the wrong thing. No, but not at all. what they're doing is—is they they might end up doing the wrong thing because of words like biodegradable, because they're trusting these words and trusting businesses who are using these words. Mm. So, to give you a clarification, biodegradable is really anything that can break down into smaller pieces. So, plastic is also biodegradable, and so you know if. A piece of plastic can break down into smaller pieces of plastic over the period of 400 years over a period of a thousand years it's considered biodegradable which is so crappy when you are trying to do the right thing and say that something is home compostable and people kind of interchange these words for biodegradable and home compostable and so home compostable is that so for example our hero packs they break down and they are biodegradable, but they biodegrade into nutrient-rich fertilizer if put in the right place. That's a home yeah. compost bin. And so everything, if you think about it, everything that is home compostable is biodegradable, but not everything that is biodegradable is home compostable. So we just have yeah. to be make that definition really clear that it doesn't just need to be biodegradable. It needs to actually do something for the environment too.
0: And I only came across the differentiation between those when I was like educated by your content on Instagram and things. So I was at the start going, oh, I thought I was doing the right thing by looking for biodegradable stuff. So that's really good to know the difference between those. And I'm super excited about one of your new products as well. One of my pet peeves is when I order clothing and it comes, even sometimes they've got a great, maybe one of your compostable bags. I'm like, great. This this whole brand is like really into looking after the environment. I open it up and it's in a clear plastic bag. I know. And I'm just like, cringe. <laughs> and I just, it's doesn't look good. And it's just straight away like, oh, we didn't actually care because we're wrapping this in plastic anyway. So tell us about your new product, which is going to get rid of that as well.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. I'm really excited. But actually, there's a huge story behind it. And I'll tell you about what the product is first. And I'll tell you about what happened to me with this.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> so the product is, we called it Aqua Hero, just to make sure it's, everyone understands it's all to do with water. So this bag is exactly what you said. It, pieces of clothing go in this bag. And then that those all of those go into a mailer. Um, And it's great for apparel and swimwear and that kind of stuff. But essentially what happens is you take that bag and you pop it into boiling water and it kind of just completely dissolves. Yeah. And it turns into this biomass, which is essentially tested to be absolutely non-toxic. And you just pour it down the drain. And then the I won't go into too many specifications, but then the microbes in the wastewater system and the treatment facilities break it down. And it's it's safe to do. So it's a really cool product. But we actually had wanted to bring this in two years ago, and we found a, a manufacturer who could do this for us. And uh, we paid the deposit, and we did all of that stuff. Uh, you know, we we got samples made, everything, and then they ghosted us, and yeah. it was thirty thousand dollars. usd i believe and they just disappeared and they are in malaysia so we sorry in hong kong so we actually tried to contact them we got the police involved over there and then they kind of and we were really we're really small business at that time so thirty thousand dollars to us was just so
0: big to anyone that's a hard hit yeah it
1: really was and like we really believed that this was going to happen for us and we thought you know, the water soluble bags are going to be amazing. And then they never came up. And so when we found a new supplier and when we really found a manufacturer who we could trust, we actually met with them so that we could we knew that we could trust them. Yeah, And we felt so excited again, but it's been two years of just thinking that we could never do it.
0: Yeah, that that must have been heartbreaking because not only is it the money, but you'd poured your heart and soul into the product. It was finally there, ready to go. And so I know there's been a few people that have had issues with suppliers. So I think it's actually, although it wasn't great for you, it's nice to hear that it happens to other people as well. Uh, And I'm just so glad that you're able to find somebody else because I love that new product. And I think that's going to be an absolute game changer in the way that your compostable bags were as well. Yeah, I hope so. So these days everything comes in, you know, it used to be people didn't want to make the switch. Maybe there was only one option, but now there's so many colors. You guys do amazing bright colors as well. You can get custom bags. They've got different sizes. You've now got the Aqua Hero. So to anyone that's listening, who's still hesitant to make that switch, what would you say to them?
1: I would say that if you want to be more sustainable, or if you want to be sustainable, then there are some really quick wins that you can do. And I would think that packaging is one of them and so it's a really easy one to kind of make the switch towards because rather than just going into the post shop and buying your single use plastic mailers, you can go onto a website and buy home compostable mailers. So that switch is really easy and what we wanted to do is always bring out more colors, more sizes so that any small business owner has the option to match their branding to our packaging. And you know, for a long time, people were asking us why we have Hero Pack on the front and why we can't leave the packaging plain. And the reason for that is because when it lands on a customer's doorstep, we need them to immediately know that this is not just a a single-use plastic mailer that is pink or purple. This is a Hero Pack. That means it is actually way better for you than any other plastic material and so we really wanted to have that kind of doorstep impact for every customer that got it and and make them aware of it and so i would say small business owners it's just an easy switch to do um there are all these it's other not things. expensive either it's not i would say we're about 20 percent more expensive than plastic but then we're talking a few cents um you know per mailer so and and we just wanted to make it as easy as possible and that's why we focused on e-commerce as opposed to thinking you know we're going to wholesale into different stores and things like that i thought anyone can have access to it online
0: i love the new teal blue it's not that new anymore but i just love that color Oh, thank you (laughs) So, okay, we've talked about you've got the compostable mailers and that's obviously solving a really big issue with the single-use plastic mailers, but how else can an e-commerce store be more sustainable in their business?
1: So I always think about things in five ways. So one is electricity usage. um, And that is like really simple stuff, just turning off your laptop every night, turning off the lights. If you've got an office, making sure that staff in in the office are actually doing that as well. And then the second thing, I mean, also with electricity, you can do solar. The second thing is always packaging. And it's not just packaging, you know, that you're sending out, but if you're importing things from overseas, Usually, what they do is they wrap it all in plastic and they send it to you. And then, yes, you're being responsible by then sending it out in a home compostable mailer. But you can actually make that switch and you can tell them, hey, instead of sending me plastic padding, can I maybe have paper padding instead? And making switches like that. And that's something that we did because as a sustainable business, you know. We were selling all this sustainable stuff, but the stuff that we were getting was actually wrapped in plastic. So we actually had to make a big change with our manufacturers as well to to switch everything up. So even their processes have now changed. Um, I love that. I think as well, checking your carbon footprint per product is a really, it's a fun one to do too, because you actually have companies like Trace who can do this for you. But just analyzing that if you sell, for example, a water bottle or if you sell mugs or candles or whatever it is, what is the carbon footprint to just get it manufactured, delivered to you and then also delivered to your customer? Because that if you can put that on your website as well and show people that you're actually working towards something better and show people that you're improving it, people love to see that as well.
0: Mm. And I feel like people will pay more now for things that have a lesser footprint as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. Consumers
0: are becoming so much more aware and so much more savvy. Like I know that I will pay more for things that come from Australia, whether it's clothing and things like that or slow fashion. And, you know, there's a big trend towards people supporting these industries in a way that at the moment is costing more, but they're prepared to spend that.
1: Yeah. I I think it's really hard though, because they do cost more and they are Mm. more expensive. The thing is that Whether or not there's consumer demand, what's happening in the government is that they are cancelling out a lot of these really bad businesses. So, yeah, they're cracking down on the fast fashion that they say that they're sustainable and they're not, um, and they're actually making the reg what do you call them, regulations, to make sure that everyone is doing things in the right way and they're banning certain materials as well. And so at the end of the day, maybe in about two to three years, the stuff that you could buy that was that kind of cheap and nasty stuff, you are not going to be
0: able to buy anymore anyway. Which I think puts everyone else on a much better level playing field because you're not competing with crap, you know, and trying to price yourself compared to that. Absolutely. Okay. You were on to point four, I think I interrupted.
1: Oh, um, yeah. So I, (laughs) yeah, that's right. So I have, um, the freight, so actually, making sure that even if you are running low on stock or out of stock, that you don't, you try not to get things air freighted and you really focus on sea shipments. Like this is the real nitty gritty stuff, but this is the stuff that really matters because when you get your orders in bulk, you know, the sea shipments obviously have much less of a carbon footprint than any air travel. And then the last thing I would say is that give yourself and give staff the work from home flexibility because the less people that are traveling to work the less footprint that you have and this is something that we have realized as well not only for staff happiness we don't expect staff to come into the office five days a week and i don't want to go into the office five days a week so one it it makes staff happy but also it saves your footprint because that travel time is actually contributing a lot to the environment too
0: I love that. And I feel like with the last couple of years and lockdowns and things, businesses who said, no, that will never be possible for us have really had to adapt. And there's so many more people switching to work from home, which can only be a good thing for the environment.
1: It's great. And I think it's actually really good for mental health too. I think there's um, some studies done to say that one to two days in the office is like the sweet spot.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now I'm fighting the other battle of people assuming that because I work from home, I'm just a little hobby business. And I'm trying to shake that up and put that on its head at the moment. But I met my new neighbors the other day and they were like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, yeah, I work from home. I've got this e-commerce marketing agency. Oh, what does your husband do? I'm like, oh, he's a stay home dad. And I remember she turned around and went, oh, you you work full-time? I went, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs>
1: But, it's, but I, I think it's also in the way that you framed that. Like you, you said, I, I just work from home and I have uh, like an yeah, e-commerce true, true. marketing agency. You could have said, I own a marketing agency and, and ended the conversation there. It's like yeah, also how true. we frame
0: things. So true. Okay, I'm going to shift that around next time I get asked. I haven't met all the neighbours yet, so I've still got a few to practice on. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> So as an e-commerce store in your own right, you've been a huge success. So over 40,000 customers globally, which is just incredible. So what do you, and I'm sure there's lots of things, but what do you attribute this success to?
1: I attribute the success to building up our assets. And I've always thought about it in this way, in that there really is just a few things that can make you make more sales. And that is, you have to build up your assets, whether that's your email subscriber list or your social media following. And I I really try and build those up early in any business that I start because those are the people, if they follow you and they choose to follow you or they choose to subscribe, they're interested in what you're doing and you need to leverage them um, when you're really starting a business. So that was my first kind of thing of, okay, I'm going to start building up my email subscriber list immediately. And so when I email them with updates and things like that, not only am I getting sales, but I'm actually getting that relationship building early on. Um, I would say as well that because we created a product that was at a time where people were really trying to make a switch to be more sustainable, and we also created a product that didn't just look like any old single-use plastic mailer from, you know, Australia Post, it wasn't really ugly, it was pinks and purples and really aesthetically pleasing. It led to organic you know, tagging and growth on social media and a lot of people doing unboxings with the hero packs. And they thought it was so cool to see a hundred percent compostable on the back. And I just think that that helped us grow the business so much at the beginning and we didn't have much of a budget. And so it was really hoping to see this user generated content and then using that content in our content and helping us to grow in that way. But if I was to say like the one thing truly in the last year that's helped us to grow enormously, it's been getting brand awareness and that's done because we have a bigger budget for things like Facebook ads, for Google ads and Google shopping, but then also PR. You know, I think that PR Mm. has really helped us to take our business to the next level.
0: I love all of that, especially like leveraging that PR because small businesses can do that too. And I'm sure we'll do a whole episode about that one day, but you mentioned before how people wanted the bags to be blank, and they questioned why your branding was on it. But I think it's actually an advantage to these small businesses because you're doing the marketing around why Hero Packs are so good, and then they're showing up at the doorstep to their customers, and they're like, "Oh, they're using Hero Pack, fantastic!" You know, you've got the biodegradable, home compostable, all those elements written on there, and it's actually, you know, you're doing that benefit for them. Whereas if it just came in a plain bag. That education is not actually there. I think that's actually an advantage to them.
1: That's right. And also, we are, that's the whole um, point of getting brand awareness too, because we're getting brand awareness to not just other business owners, but to actually consumers who are now starting to understand that hero packaging equals sustainable packaging. So if they see a hero pack on their doorstep, they actually trust that business that sent it to them a lot more because they know about hero packaging because of the PR work that we're doing on the side.
0: And I love like on your socials that you are always, you know, doing call outs and featuring some of the brands that you use your packaging as well. So that's always, you know, giving back to your customers, which is great. Yeah. I
1: love the small business stuff. Like, I mean, I I absolutely, I mean, that's where we have all come from. That's what we do. And so to see like a small business owner who immediately makes the switch, To sustainable packaging, like to us, is so valuable because we speak to big and large national retailers every day trying to get them on board. And it's so difficult because all they think about is price. But small business owners, they're like, they'll make the change just like that. And I I respect that
0: so much. Yeah, I love working in the small business space. Now, you've mentioned a pretty big challenge. I was going to ask you about challenges. You've talked to us about uh, what happened with the aqua mailers to start with. But is there anything else that's sort of come up for you along the way that's been another hurdle for you to jump over?
1: So many. I mean, like challenges, (laughs) um, they come out of my bum. Like they're just so, there's so many challenges. It's just, I think the biggest challenge That's going to be
0: my quote for this whole episode now.
1: (laughs) Um, I think it's that, you know, we are a fast growth business. And what that means is that you have to budget for the next level of growth every month, every quarter, but your profits are not keeping up with that. And so it's about how to fund that level of growth so that we're keeping people happy um, but also... Trying to remain profitable, and I find that like a huge challenge. And so when you're growing really fast, you know last year, I think we did about two point five million this year, five million. So um you have to actually take the profits and of course, reinvest them, but you need to actually put so much more in because you're funding the next level. So I find that really, yeah. really hard. Um, I would also say, Just stock management, inventory management. So like, you know, if you're a small business owner of any business owner, you have products that sell super well, and then you have products that don't sell as well. And you actually don't know what's going to do better when you bring them both in. And then it's about managing that and then reordering that. And do you order more of one? And then what if it doesn't sell? And it's all that future inventory management as well. I I would say that those are the two biggest challenges that we have in the business.
0: And uh, I think so many people can relate I've been talking to a few business owners that' are at that scaling point now. They've grown exponentially. One of them's kind of just become a global brand. And from the outside, people looking in, they assume once people get this million dollar mark, that seems to be this point that everyone wants to get to, or you know they start to grow they look like they're so successful from the outside that people assume all their problems just dissolve away as you start to grow. And it must be so nice, but I think it just comes with its whole new set of challenges. And you've mentioned a couple of them there. So thanks for being so open and honest about those. Of
1: course. I mean, before we continue, I actually will tell you just to to give you even more of like an insight into this is that um, my husband, who's also my co-founder of the business, he came in i wasn't making myself a coffee today and he came into the kitchen and he said to me i'm really stressed about finances we need to figure out how we're going to fund because christmas is coming up peak season is coming up so how are we going to do that and so it's not it's like everything looks really nice and glossy from the outside but there's every day we've got to work out that budget and every day we're trying to figure out where do we put funds and things so it is really hard
0: And you did something a little bit different in raising your equity. You did the crowdfunding equity recently. Yes. How was that experience?
1: That was awesome because, you know, we wanted our customers to be involved. That's the whole point of that. I mean, there's different ways to get money in the business um, in order to fuel this growth. And we had had uh, venture capitalists and some high net worth individuals come and say like they would want to invest in us. We chose not to go with them because we thought if we can actually get our customers involved, then the customers can, we have this pool of people who we can rely on to ask questions about. So we, you know, we have 600 of our customers that we can say, Hey guys. We're thinking about bringing in this product. What do you think about that? And because they've got a, a vested interest in us, you know, they will tell us the Smart. truth. And so I thought that was a really cool thing to do.
0: Yeah. I love that. So 600 all up yeah, invested. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Now you mentioned Vix, your husband and business partner. How does that go? Tell <laughs> me.
1: It's really good. I, um, w- you know, Our relationship is such that we do completely separate things. We don't do anything of the same thing. So he will handle operations through and through and I will handle the being the CEO which is essentially like the vision of the company and saying to his staff and to him that hey this is where I see the company going and then I just need everyone to help me get there and so we do very separate things we have separate offices um and we try not to step on each other's toes but at the same time I've been with him since I was 16 years old and so there's a point where you know even if I don't say anything he'll know if I'm really annoyed and I need to be left alone (laughs) or if I'm really excited to talk about something or if I need social content he is the first one to take the social content even though he has no idea about Instagram and stuff like that so I think it's just working together as a team and um, of course arguments all the time it's it's great to have those too. but
0: um, but to be honest <laughs> sounds like you are making pretty good take.
1: yeah it's just like we do things separately and so we don't step on each other's toes
0: Love that. Now, I've just gotten so much from you today, which has been amazing. One thing for all the mums out there, not only do you balance working with your husband, but you guys also have three kids and this global amazing brand. How do you do it? And do you have any tips for those of us at home who are balancing raising a family and running a business and all the things that come with that?
1: Yeah, I I would say it's a very difficult thing. And if you're trying to make it work, then I com- I respect you so much. I'll just start by saying that. And we should never, ever have to feel like we have to choose one or the other. And I know that we do. So, um, if you're trying to make it work, absolutely amazing. Um, I would say in terms of the advice that I would give is that, and this is a personal thing, this is what I do, is I try and single task. I'm Multitasking, even though as women we can do it, I try not to multitask. So if I am Focusing on, say, for example, I'm doing the podcast. I am 100% present in this podcast. I have nothing else going on. I'm not thinking about anything else. If I'm working on a task, if staff have asked me a question, I'm focused on them. But if my kids come home from 4 to 7 p.m., phone is away from me. I'm 100% focused on them and I am their snack bitch. I'll get them their food. <laughs> I will get them their drinks. I will do a ballet dance if I need to. Like I am 100% I focused just on that single task. Cause I found that when I try and do multiple things at once, while I think I could probably get things done to about 70%, they're not being done to the way that I want them done. So I would rather delay it um, and do it properly. And so that I would say single tasking is one of the best things. And then the second thing I would say is I outsource everything in my life that I don't want to do everything. And it costs me money. And sometimes I think, what am I doing but it saves my um, mental state as well. So I outsource, you know, cleaning, I outsource cooking, um, I automate processes that I don't want to do. And so that way it allows me to do the stuff that can take the business to the next level, but also keep my kids really happy too.
0: I think that's such great advice. And to anyone who needs permission that's listening, go get a cleaner. They're like the best thing in the world to take time off your plate because you can earn far more money spending that time looking after your business than you can cleaning the house. No one's going to pay you to do that. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I listened to Denise Stafford thomas She's a money mindset coach. And yeah, she's all about outsourcing everything so that you can work on your business and be there present for your family. So I love that. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. You've been an absolute wealth of knowledge. Uh, I'm sure the audience is going to absolutely love getting so much from you. If they want to check out Hero or if they want to find out more about you and your journey, where can they find you? So many places. I'm everywhere online. <laughs> I, so on Instagram, it's hero.packaging.
1: And I have also written an e-commerce book. But for if you want any marketing tips and things like that, then I'm also on TikTok. And the handle is Sell
0: Anything Online. Love that. Okay. I'm going to link up those in the show notes as well. So we'll make sure that everyone can find you and totally recommend that everyone jump in, get some samples and make the switch if you haven't already to home compostable packaging. Yes, do Thank it. you so much, Anita. It's been absolutely fabulous talking to you today. Uh, all the best with the growth and with everything in the business. And I can't wait to see what you bring out next. Thank you. And no, I've had such a great time. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're looking to keep up to date with all that's happening in e-commerce marketing, free website audits, latest tips, and hang out with some other pretty cool people, be sure to check out my free Facebook group, Unstoppable E-commerce Entrepreneurs. I'll see you on the inside.